It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dale Beaumont. Dale, welcome to the show. Welcome to Become Your Own Superhero. Yeah, <laughs> I love the title um, and uh, I hope I can uh, deliver up to that, uh, that promise. Well, it's really interesting, Dale. Uh, I had a, a guest on recently who felt really uncomfortable with the, the title of uh, superhero. And I was explaining that the whole concept around the show is really to inspire people to take their life into their own hands. And something that I learned very late in my life, in my late 30s, that the world wasn't going to hand things to me on a platter and that I actually had to work work for them. And having known you for a year or so now, I've had the, the privilege and the opportunity to see a lot of the work that you've done. And you're a self-made man, uh, described as an award-winning tech entrepreneur, business growth expert, uh, author of, I think, 16 best-selling books. And you're also a very, very accomplished professional speaker as well. What have I missed? Uh, what have I missed? Uh, yeah, so in terms of other uh, highlights, I used to be a gymnast. That was my kind of background, and I uh, represented Australia in uh, the sport of competitive aerobics for uh, for three years. Um, then I um, I got um, got married when I was uh, twenty three, um, and I have two boys. Um, one that is uh, is almost thirteen, and one that's ten. And then uh, we love to travel. So I've been to 85 countries around the world now and um, have built a couple of uh, pretty sizable businesses, uh, very decent property portfolio. And um, I just love, um, you know, my passion is, is helping people to build the business of their dreams. And I do that through a program that I have called Business Blueprint that I've run for more than a decade now. And I work with business owners and entrepreneurs across Australia and New Zealand to help them to uh, transform the way that they run their companies, make more money, have more time and uh, to um, do, to basically live their dreams. Well, I've uh, recently sat in on a, a free webinar that you, that you gave for the 52 ways. Uh, mm. And do you enjoy it? Oh, I, I loved it. Like it, 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 the thing I, the thing I feel Dale, when I watched, when I watched it and I sat in there, I was like, like overwhelmed <laughs> like in a good way because <laughs> I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to keep up with all of this stuff? Right. And, and this, this is really for anyone that's thinking about going to business r- runs their own business. I, I think even an employee of a, of a major business would benefit from a lot of this stuff. Mm. Um, who is the target audience for this stuff? 
Yeah, so it's really um, all small business owners that uh, are really wanting to like learn how to run a highly successful uh, business, a business that makes uh, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in, in profits every single year, but to do it in a, such a way that you can uh, keep your marriage and, and have a good relationship with your kids and be able to have the time to enjoy, you know, the the, the fruits of your labor and the business that you have built because there's a lot of people in corporate world and also in business as well that work 60, 70, 80 hours a week and they end up sacrificing all the other things that are important to them, including their health as well. And it's just like they've built this, you know, business, but it's business is supposed to give you, you know, it's basically a vehicle for you to create the life of your dreams and to give you more, more time and opportunities. But sadly, for a lot of people, it consumes them and ultimately it destroys them. And so um, I love helping uh, people that want to grow and the people that, that are you know, committed to, to uh, learning all the stuff that like, has taken me 20 years and millions of dollars that I've invested to learn all of this stuff. Uh, and now I you know, teach it to others through a 12-month uh, program that I have called Business Blueprint. And it's like a modern MBA. Um, so I teach uh, all the stuff you need to know uh, to be successful uh, in, in business and, and do so with, uh, in, with right, the right way, with the right, you know, keeping your integrity intact and, and making sure that you, um, you know, live your life on the way through. And it's, you know, part of it's about uh, you know, doing certain things, but it's also also about um, the right mindset as well, and uh, and making sure that you um, are uh, working smarter, not not harder as well, through a whole bunch of things that I that I teach. So uh, we've had some amazing success uh, with our clients over the years, and helped thousands of people to achieve all sorts of amazing things. Uh, and so, yeah, that's really what we uh, we're all about. This might be a tough one to answer, Dale, but what are some of the fundamentals that people need to have in order to be on the right path from a business point of view? Yeah. So, okay. So fundamentals, so, um, obviously mindset is a part of it and we won't, you know, we're happy to unpack that if you, if, if you like in, in more detail, but, you know, having the, the right uh, mindset is, is key to any kind of like field of, of endeavor and certainly business as well. Then it's all about how you generate leads in your business. And so, um, you know, I assume that, you know, most people would already have, most of my clients already have a product or a service of some kind. If you don't, then that's a whole other conversation about how do you actually find, you know, a, a good product or service, create a good service and how do you actually ensure that there's actually product market fit and there's demand for what it is that you are selling. The worst mistake you can ever make in business is building something that no one wants or no one's kind of willing to pay for. And so, you know, that, that's all about, you know, uh, ideation and product development, uh, which is a whole other conversation. But then it's all around marketing. You know, how do people even know that you exist? And then how do you capture that, that, that interest and awareness and turn it into a lead? And then it's around about sales. How do you convert that lead into a customer? So there's a whole bunch of depth and, and details around um, sales. And then after that, once you've made a sale, you've obviously got to deliver. And so the quality of your delivery is really important. And, and ideally, that delivery should not be involving you because if 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 your delivery is 100% dependent on you then you've in, instantly capped your income earning potential because there's only one of you and there's only like you know four or five hours in a day that you can kind of like do your delivery because you still got to run the business and everything else that it takes as well. So you're going to quickly reach a cap. Maybe it's like $200,000, $300,000 and then that's it. You're stuck. And so the only way to really grow beyond that 
is to actually build systems and then start to introduce other people into the business that can then do a lot of the delivery uh, for you. Um, and, um, and so then from there, it's all about leadership, attracting great people and all the things you need to do there. It's about team building, uh, building a great team, hiring the right type of uh, people to then execute you know, your plan and, and follow your systems. Um, obviously, you need to, part of that, have a great website as well. We talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about social media, talk a lot about how to manage your finances as well. Um, risk management in terms of, you know, trademarking, um, protecting your assets, legal documents. We go through everything. And what's, what makes our program really unique is we work on multiple areas of someone's uh, business over a 12-month period. And, uh, and so that way, you know, that they've got uh, all their bases covered. And the, this is really impressive, Dale, because the, the information that you give to your clients and that you, you share very freely in some other areas as well, seems to be a lot of stuff that you've done, tried, tested and tweaked yourself. Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, our business is like a little bit of a lab in terms of, you know, we're constantly trying new things and pushing the boundaries and figuring stuff, what, what is the best way. And, you know, we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on, on marketing and, and, um, and, and testing stuff and even building new software. And then what we do is we then find what works and we teach it to our clients. And so it's just like, you know, we, we might deliver something in 30 minutes, but it's probably taken us, you know, three months and tens of thousands of dollars to uh, get to that point. And, um, you know, that, but that's my job. My job is to how do I save people time and money? Well, I go out there, I figure out the best way, and then I uh, teach it to, uh, to, to the people, you know, I help. Which is, uh, which is phenomenal, Dana. And people listening or watching this would might say, yeah, but Dale, like, you know, what, what leg up in life did you get? You know, what, what fancy university did you go to? Like, I bet you killed it at school. Like, what's the truth? Uh, truth is, I did. Um, you know, I did fairly well at school. I think I got like eighty-five out of a hundred. So I definitely wasn't like you know a whiz kid or a super you know genius. But I, I you know, worked hard and, and got a decent sort of uh, score. Um, then university just didn't really uh, appeal to me because I just never saw myself, you know, becoming like a specialist in one thing. Like I, you know, didn't want to just go, okay, I'm going to study, I don't know, dentistry for five or six years or whatever, whatever it is. Um, I, so I decided that I wanted to, um, I, I knew I wanted to be successful and I knew I wanted to, um, to make money because I saw that that was the way that I could, you know, if you got more time and you got more money, you can make all of your goals and dreams happen. So I actually started doing some kind of like mindset, uh, personal development, and then later on some sort of like wealth, wealth creation workshops. And, uh, and I was all empowered with all of this kind of like knowledge. Uh, and I think I, you know, probably grew up like 10 years within the space of, you know, six months by doing all these courses and learning from amazing people, you know, like um, uh, Jim Rohn, who, who I saw, um, uh, Brian Tracy a number of times as well, uh, Brandon Bays, uh, Zig Ziglar. Um, we always saw um, Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki uh, as well, um, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, all of these are like amazing people that I kind of like learned from. And uh, I just basically realized, you know, my path was never going to be in a university. Um, I wanted to follow my, my, you know, my own path. And so, um, yeah, never went to university, but it's never held me back. Um, you know, I, anything that I want to learn, I just learn it. Um, there's, uh, you know, so much f amazing content that's kind of out there now. 
I think university is great if you if you do want to follow a particular profession whereby having a degree is essential to working in that profession, fine, then great. You know, and if my kids want to, uh, you know, to, to, to follow a particular path, like they want to become an engineer, great, go to university because that's what you have to do. But if it's not your path and um, then... Yeah, it just you know it's, it should be something that, uh, that that there's so many other ways to achieve goals uh, these days, um, and heaps of other ways, and so many companies now, including the likes of Apple and Google, and now no longer requiring. It used to be mandatory that that the people that they hire had a university degree. Now they kind of realize the fact that you can earn any if you if you got the desire and motivation, you can learn anything you want uh, online, uh, and having a you know piece of paper to to prove it is is um, like a bit of an old uh, antiquated model. Yeah, I, I agree with that um, pretty well wholeheartedly, Dale. And, you know, not having an opportunity to go to university myself, I have um, had a university experience by playing cricket at Melbourne University and sort of being around the students. And I love that sort of Van Wilder uh, lifestyle. But um, I remember sitting in, in, a, in a mate of mine's um, economics lecture and my brain just about <laughs> melted out my ears. So I, I totally understand that. Um, and I think something that you that you might have sort of glossed over or not even really mentioned is that you grew up and you struggled with some pretty severe dyslexia by the sounds of it. Yeah, uh, so I like had a lot of trouble uh, reading, writing and spelling um, and in fact <laughs> still do. But, um, you know, it hasn't stopped me from becoming a, you know, professional speaker and and um, and also writing 19 books as well that I have now uh, published. So yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I did have some, definitely did have some, some, some challenges, but now, you know, with regards to spell check and having a good team around you and editors and stuff like that, like I could always communicate and I could always, you know, share to share stuff, but just putting it down, you know, on, on paper and making sure that, you know, the I was before the E except after C and all of that stuff, you know, that's something that, you know, thankfully now technology can kind of like, um, can, can fix, um, and even like reading emails and things like that. Most of the time I click a button now on my computer and the computer just reads me my emails. I don't even kind of like, you know, read it anymore because, uh, you know, oftentimes the words kind of jump around the, the page uh, a little bit. So like, to be honest, um, yeah, it, it just does not affect me like at all now. Uh, you know, like you've got workarounds for kind of like everything and, and, um, so yeah, whatever your, you know, kind of like, you know, weakness is, then just either just don't focus on it and just find find ways to, to make things work. Well, it's a good lesson and no excuses really. And you know, mm. I think maybe that your uh, career as a as a um, in the gymnastics or the you know that that um, that discipline. Do you think that's had a profound impact on how you go about your life these days? Without doubt, there's so many amazing lessons that I learned from my sporting career. You know, I started when I was six years of age and competed up until 18. And so uh, I learned a lot of things from my sporting career, hard work, of course, uh, how to be disciplined, developing the right kind of like, you know, habits, consistency, um, learn about how to motivate myself, delayed gratification, um, just so many life skills. And of course, the value of having a coach 
Um, and so I just have now applied those, those principles that I learned from my sporting career to other aspects of my life and realized the fact that, you know, success principles are the same sort of no matter where you find them. And, um, and so they're highly kind of like transferable to, um, you know, to, to the world of business, um, in my example or any kind of like, you know, field of endeavor. So, um, yeah, um, that's, um, yeah, that, that's kind of what I've done. Dale, I've, I've been to about 20 countries in my life and, and I'm relatively well-traveled compared to most people I know. You've hit 85 and I'm curious to know what visiting 85 countries over the course of your life, what it does to you in terms of your impression of how human beings are and behave. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, what I have learned is that, you know, don't believe the news <laughs> in terms of um, how certain um, countries are portrayed. Um, the people are very different, in fact, very warm and, and friendly. And, you know, I've met so many Russians, you know, and I'm kind of like I'm, I'm expecting them to be, you know, really rude and, and, and kind of like, but they've been warm and friendly and, and just like it's been amazing. But I'm like, well, you know, you're not like when I grew up watching Drago, you know, in Rocky 3, <laughs> Rocky 4, I think it was, you know, and seeing that all Russians are like that. Uh, and then like even more recently being to ch- like China's getting a bashing in the media as well but I can remember going to you know, China last year and uh, just like dancing with like old ladies in the street and they were so, you know, happy and out doing, you know, Tai Chi and things like that in, in the park. It was just they're playing music. And, and, and so uh, what I've learned is that, that, that humanity is, is beautiful uh, in like 99% of, of cases. People around the world are just, you know, just beautiful people that just want to, you know, be on this earth and, 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 and have fun and, um, and so, and very kind and unhospitable. And so um, that's, you know, one thing I've learned. The other thing is that um, oftentimes that the people that have, this is a whole kind of paradox, but the people that have the most are the most unhappy. Um, and sometimes the people that have the least, uh, you know, are, are happy. So I've been spending a lot of time in Egypt as well. And Egypt is, is uh, still a very you know, poor country once you get out of you know, a couple of the, the big, big cities. But a lot of the people are so, um, so happy. And that's kind of a real you know, lesson for kind of like, you know, all of us um, as well to sort of, and almost like, yeah, a little bit of the curse of, of, of wealth and success is you go to places like America and, you know, there's many people that, that are making millions of dollars and have lots of flashy things and they're, they're, you know, they're way more unhappy than, for example, people living in Egypt or, or South Africa. And so um, that's constantly, you know, bears on my mind as well to make sure that, that, um, that I, you know, remain grateful for, for what I have and, and continue to, because otherwise you just get into this thing of com- comparing yourself to others constantly and one of the things that, uh, I remember hearing is yeah, comparison is the biggest killer of happiness when you compare your kind of what you have or what you think you don't have with other people that can just make you miserable and going through social media feeds these days and everyone's life looks amazing. And it's, it's, it's kind of like you start to go, Oh, what's wrong with me? And I'm not good enough. And you know, I'm failing and I'm a loser and blah, blah, blah. Um, and um, the, the truth is that you are probably richer than, you know, 99% of the planet um, and you're, you know, you're unhappy and you're ungrateful. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's taught me a lot of stuff and I, I love, uh, you know, visiting new places, uh, learning about history, learning about um, uh, culture, different cultures, different religions as well, and you know, spending time in 
in um, like Turkey and and uh, Jordan and and seeing the different you know uh, and meeting you know people again that are being portrayed in the media uh, you know um, as as being you know terrorists and things like that and and going and seeing the people and like you know these are just real people that just you know that that just want to have a good life and uh, sadly the point zero zero one percent you know of of um, of, of people uh, you know can completely destroy you know an entire yeah like um you know faith of more than a billion people which is uh, islam um just because of you know a handful of people that are that are evil um that happens in kind of like every you know every religion or every every faith has its you know it's its bad eggs so um yeah learn a lot and i love love uh, travel and just opening up my kind of mind to uh, to new ideas and possibilities well given that response dale if you were the minister for education in this country what are some of the things that you would bring in to improve some of the things that you were talking about, international relations, et cetera? Uh, yeah, well, I would um, would definitely be um, encouraged, like having a whole sort of like, you know, uh, subject on, on um, you know, on, on global um, I haven't got a title for it, but whether it's not, not global affairs, but kind of like just global, even global appreciation. I know we studied geography. Great. Where are things on a map? Yeah, that's great. And you know, some schools may study certain, uh, you know, cultures or, or, or a history, which is fine, but the world is kind of like, you know, is, is really shrinking now. And it would be great if there was a subject where you could know how to greet someone who was a, you know, who was a Muslim or to be able to, um, uh, you know, say hello to someone in India, or you know, and, and be able to really, um, you you could converse with. Um, I don't mean necessarily the language, but you'd have a, an understanding and appreciation of 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 cultural respect and uh, understanding of uh, of all major kind of like uh, cultures and, and and religions and and places around the world. I think that would be really cool. I definitely think there should be a much stronger focus on on financial education uh, in our education um, system um, because, you know, a lot of young people, they don't know what, you know, what was an index fund, what's an EFT, you know, what is, um, uh, you know, how does a loan actually uh, work and, um, and, and understanding about, you know, just the basics of, um, you know, of investing and, and compound interest and, and being, uh, you know, being smart with their with their money and getting started young because um, you know, the more you, the sooner you can start when it comes to wealth building, you know, the more time you've got, um, the more money you've got in the market, um, then the more your compounding, you know, will, will kind of grow. And so, um, yeah, I just look at the amount of time that I spend in school on so many sort of like subjects, like you know, like maths, and 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 I know that it has you know a, a place, and certain basic maths is definitely important. But you know, everything you learn after kind of year eight, you end up unless you're working in you know engineering or you're working in in uh, maybe high level computer program. Like ninety nine percent of the people that go through school don't need you know that level of um, of detail and, and information. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that isn't taught. So I think just reprioritizing where we put out put our time um, in terms of uh, educating young people and also equipping them with life skills as well. You know, uh, helping them with regards to emotional intelligence is is really important now. You see so many you know uh, young people you know un, unhappy uh, and suffering from you know depression and things like that at a much younger age uh, now. Um, we definitely need to be equipping them for skills around how to understand and manage their emotions and how to um, how to kind of like you know clear and and uh, negative uh, beliefs and whether that's being you know teaching the mindfulness and meditation. There's 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 a whole 
bunch of things that I definitely think that we can we can upgrade our our education system to be you know kind of fit for the future, which I really believe should happen. Yeah, well, it, it's a it's a great idea, and I, and I think you know even something as simple as putting every child through a Tony Robbins course, you know, at some mm. point would have a profound effect because a lot of the books that you've talked that you were talking about earlier about, that, that you were uh, reading earlier earlier in your career in your life, I've read a lot of them as well, and they talk about like a holistic approach to life, and and for me going through my own journey, like going through health addiction you know, business, financial, like I've had to unlearn and relearn a whole shitload of stuff that I just picked up because nothing else was available growing up. Whereas if I'd had some some of that, that influence that you're talking about from Jim Rohn and, you know, people like Zig Ziglar uh, who just have the most extraordinary life lessons and most of it's out there for, for free. So, uh, you know, I'm a huge proponent of getting an early uh, I don't know how we, we go about doing it, but um, I think setting, setting this message around uh, will only help. And, um, and I feel sorry for, for kids going to school these days. Not that they're even going to school at the moment because of what's going on. Yeah, that's right. I definitely think that we need a bit of a shake-up in the education system for sure. Speaking of um, what's happening now, Dale, with regards to, you know, we're down in Melbourne, things that you're up in Sydney at the moment, Sydney, Australia, things are relatively relaxed at the moment compared to us. What are some, what are some helpful hints for people that have had to pivot uh, and, and, and might have lost their job that now need to go online and, and to, to focus on a career? You know, where do you start? Yeah, well, first, first thing is it's never been easier to, to um, transition your knowledge and skills like today. The amount of online courses that there are, even these things called nano degrees, within six months you can get equivalent training from a university you know, degree that in many, comp- many uh, com- companies now recognizing these things called, called nano degrees um, and they're a fraction of the cost. Some of them are even just a couple of hundred dollars and you can spend three to six months getting uh, a uni- university level kind of like qualifications around certain kind of key subjects. So it's never been easier. Um, it just comes down to, uh, to, to, to really asking yourself, you know, the question like two things, like what do you love? What you love is um, is got to be part of it. Otherwise, you just won't stick at it long enough to get good at it. And then, yeah. what's the market demands? You know, what are the industries that are going to boom in the next, uh, you know, five to ten years? And you're going to go online and you can just start high growth industries, and you'll see that there is, you know, hundreds of different, um, you know, well, not hundreds, but dozens of kind of industries that are going to be doing extremely well over the next few years. And if you can kind of like jump onto a fast moving train um, and, and and learn about what you need to succeed in that particular field, then um, yeah, then you can absolutely uh, transition into something else that will be more meaningful and, and hopefully, you know, uh, recession proof as well. What are some of the obvious trends that you can reel off the top of your head, Dale? Yeah, so um, there's uh, there lots of them, but one of them is definitely in kind of like age care. Um, and we look at our biggest demographic, the baby boomers, you know, starting to, you know, in their 60s and even 70s as well. But thanks to 
modern medicine and technology, a lot of them are going to be living to, um, you know, to, to, to much longer, like living longest that they ever have in history. And so therefore this is a demographic that's kind of cashed up and, but they also want to preserve their health. So things around, you know, health, health care for, uh, for baby boomers is going to do really well, but also, um, you know, things that could be maybe not right now doing sort of like uh, travel, but any other types of, of programs or that you can put together uh, for that particular um, target market is going to do, um, do really well. Uh, another thing is, of course, is anything around sort of property and, and construction. Like at the end of the day, um, you know, we still, uh, Australia's population uh, will double, you know, within the next uh, 40 years. And so we'll go from, you know, a country of around 25 million to upwards of 40 million, uh, 40 million people, um, you know, over the next uh, couple of decades. And so, you know, think about how big Sydney is and think about how it'll basically double. And um, part of it will be, so every kind of like block that's more than a thousand square meters will probably cut in two and a house beyond the back as well. And so there's huge amounts of wealth that are going to be made because we're going to be, it's going to be sort of like, we don't need these huge back yards anymore you know most you know, places have a park you know within two or three minutes walk anyway and a lot of kids are spending more time you know indoors uh on you know computers and other things um as opposed to you know playing in the backyard um and then of course uh, as we kind of start to you know expand into other areas as well so there's definitely going to be a huge uh, opportunity uh there um and then there's obviously things around right not right now uh, but things around you know adventure and and travel as well and creating experiences for people people are becoming more cashed up you know and uh and they've got oftentimes they've got the house and they've got the car but then they want to create you know more meaningful experiences as well so whether you're putting together like you know a a, a group of uh, of guys that um maybe do tours where you could you know ride motorbikes around tasmania or you might go you know let's kind of do a um some type of um you know uh yeah outback experience uh for people or let's take kind of like families on these um you know camping camping trips and if you could organize these uh experiences for people as well people are starting to value uh experiences uh, a lot more uh, as well. Then you've got other things that are, you know, like blockchain and medical and all that stuff, which is not kind of really my um, my space. But there's obviously a huge opportunity there. Software development and uh, is another, you know, huge one as well as we embrace the power of technology more uh, in our businesses and lives. So there's huge opportunity um, there uh, as well. As a speaker, Dale, do you think there's a a real importance that needs to be placed on? the art of being able to communicate properly? Of course, yeah. I think um, communication is, is super important, always has been, always will be. Leadership is now you know, more important than ever uh, as well. Uh, and so, um, yeah, the, the people that achieve the most amount of success in, in careers and, and also in businesses as well are normally people that have um, have developed their, their leadership skills um, as well. So. Uh, that definitely always uh, always helps as well. Yeah, I've been running these uh, secrets, the seven secrets of small talk webinars. I just started releasing them online in the last couple of weeks and I've run two ready. And it's really fascinating. It's a skill that I really t- took for granted and, yeah. and realised that there's a whole, you know, and, and it's not to focus on introverts because um, there's, there's nothing wrong with being an introverted personality type but 
the the benefits that I've gotten from being able to strike up a conversation with a random person has changed my life. Yeah. It, it's it's how I met my mentor. It's how I met my fiance, who's a Russian, by the way, and is probably the most yeah. beautiful person you'll ever meet. And uh, and some other another mentor who's become a financial mentor, a very successful guy. And and, and that none of these would have happened if I hadn't just hey, how are you going? And and another thing that ties in with what you were saying before, Dale, is the that gratitude. When people ask me how I am back, I'll quite often say I'm blessed. And it sounds a bit, you know, wishy-washy or uh, a bit spiritual or whatever. But they, like most times people say, oh, you're blessed. How are you blessed? And then I'll say things like food, food in my belly, clothes on my back, roof over my head, you know, the love of a beautiful woman. And and that seems to have a really profound effect on it. There's a free one for, for people listening now. But mm. in terms of gratitude and, and giving back, I know you're, you've been involved with a lot of charitable stuff like all of your life. Um, hands across the water. I, I, yeah. I had the hands across the water. Can you tell us more about this? Yes. Yeah, so uh, about seven years ago, uh, my wife and I were wanting to um, to, to to basically um, do something else with uh, our time and, and and money, and we wanted to um, you know make a start making a, a bigger impact um, globally, and so um, we. I interviewed a few years before that uh, somebody in one of my books, a man called Peter Baines that started this charity called Hands Across the Water. And he was uh, originally a forensic scientist and was one of the first people the Australian government sent to uh, to the Bali bombings, also to Thailand after the Boxing Day tsunami, to Japan after the tsunami there as well. And uh, and so he, he set up this charity, um, Australian charity, but it does work in Thailand and it, it builds homes for under, underprivileged children there. And, and originally it was many people that have actually lost their parents uh, through the, 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 the tsunami and were, um, were orphans. And so they set up a home there and, um, and started to, uh, to yeah, f- clothe and, and, and feed and, and provide uh, education to uh, hundreds of, uh, of young people. And so it's now grown and there's now seven centres that they now are supporting. So every single year we participate in a, a charity uh, event, uh, which is a bike ride through Thailand. I normally take a group of about 50 to 60 entrepreneurs with me and we ride and we also visit a number of the different homes uh, in Thailand and uh, it's just an amazing experience. So after la- over the last seven years, we've now raised more than $2 million for, uh, for, for Hands Across the Water, which is, uh, which is great. And wow. uh, we're going to yeah, continue to, um, to support them and, and, uh, and other courses, uh, courses that we are passionate about as well. Wow. Well, that's awesome, Dale. And congratulations on that, by the way. That's massive. And, and are you talking about push bike cycling? Or yes, that's right. right. Push bike. You're cycling. on a push bike from, <laughs> from top to toe. It's a long way. It's a long way. Yeah, yeah. We rode about 800 uh, kilometers um, uh, over there. So it's, yeah, about eight days uh, riding. And it's, um, it's pretty amazing. Uh, that's brilliant. Well, maybe uh, one day I'd love to tag along. I, I used to live in Bangkok when I was a 20 year old. Um, I was there for six months and it was an experience, but I never got to see any of the beaches or really outside of yeah, right. Bangkok because I, when I resigned, they put me on the next plane out there. So yeah. um, it was an amazing experience. So, um, What business were you working in? Uh, for a relocation company for crown removals. And okay. I um, got hired sight unseen. And I knew nothing about it. And I entered 
the, the country and the company just as a cartel that they had running collapsed. So they'd been price fixing for years and years and it all collapsed. And I, I they used to incorporate the bribe amounts into the quotes. Like it was that, it was that obvious, right? It was just how they operated over there. And uh, like I'd never lived out of, out of Christchurch, um, in New Zealand at that point. I knew nothing about Thailand apart from it was hot and HIV. Like that's how insular my thing. And there was no internet back then either. So, but I, I loved it. And it ties in with what you're saying that those overseas experiences are so important to get a feel for what it's actually like in other parts of the world. I've been to China as well, been to about five places there and experienced the similar stuff. You know, you're treated like a rock star over there um, just because of your, your skin color, I think. So um, it's really amazing. Dale, I'm, I'm very conscious. You are a, a, an incredibly productive and busy man. I underestimated the number of books that you've put out because you've That's probably right. written another two or three since the since you had it on your <laughs> LinkedIn profile, for God's sake. Um, yeah. One one sort of thing before we go, you interviewed uh, hundreds of 240 of these, some of the most successful people on the globe. Who were some of your favourites? Wow, people interviewed. Uh, yeah, I was a successful uh, entrepreneur um, who's been a Mecca mentor for me, a guy called Simon Reynolds, uh, who was in one of my books, amazing uh, guy. Um, also another guy called Justin Herald as well, who's now a close uh, friend and uh, he's been awesome to work with and, uh, and learn from. I've also interviewed some amazing female entrepreneurs in many of my books as well. Uh, Susie Daphnis comes to mind, uh, Christina Clarkson as well uh, from Kiki K and uh, some, yeah, some other really kind of just uh, incredible people. So um, yeah, there's, there's quite a, quite a few of them and you can uh, go onto my you know website if you want and check out uh, some of the, the people and the, and the books. Well, all this will be linked below so you can get in there and I encourage you to get amongst uh, Dale's amazing publications because some of them are, just, I haven't gotten through <laughs> All of them, but they are extraordinary. And uh, Dale, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, there's a million and other things that we could talk about, but I just wanted to thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know, you are a busy guy. You hand out so much amazing free content for those that want to find you. How can they get hold of you? Yeah, just probably go to my personal website, dalebeaumont.com. Uh, is where to go um, and then once you are there uh, if you scroll down there's um, there's links to my uh, events that I run I run an event called 52 ways because I teach 52 different uh, strategies to grow uh, any business so that is uh, now an amazing event that you can tap into from anywhere in Australia or anywhere around the world um, so you can check that out there's also links to business blueprint which is a program that we run as well i've got some other technology products like bizversity and mobimag and uh so yeah the best thing to do is to go to the website and um, start there fantastic dad before we go anything you'd like to say before we wrap this up no, this has been uh been great uh chatting and uh just yeah we encourage people to uh to continue to listen to all of your uh, episodes and, you know, become the, the superhero, the best, basically it's the best person that you can be and, uh, and inspire others. Ladies and gentlemen, Dale Beaumont. It's Laban Ditchburn and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, 
I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.